1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for
0: details. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative. Brought to you by the Department of Social Protection.
2: Uh, Apologies for the lateness of this pod, episode 56, this week. Thank you very much, everybody, for your patience. Um, We've even had some people, Josh, asking where the pod actually is. Wow.
1: People have noticed.
2: Yeah, people, which means that people actually look forward to this.
1: I mean, they probably want to have a word of themselves, but I mean, it's quite, quite touching nonetheless.
2: But let's just establish early doors, what this is, and what this is, is the bloodandmud.com podcast, episode 56, your sweary partner of rugby knowledge, I am Lee Calvis, the editor of bloodandmud.com, and I am full of a head cold, and I may sound a bit croaky, so do apologise, and he is over there.
1: Uh, I am my usual sonorous self, um, <laughs> and I'm also Josh Gardner of Rugby Shit
2: Watch. You can get in touch with the pod at Blood and Mud on Twitter. You can get in, there's a Facebook page and there's also the Bloodandmud.com website. And you can get in touch with Josh in his many guises. Well, two. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that we know Gardner about, and ladies and gentlemen, that we yes. know about.
1: Uh, at Josh Gardner and indeed at Rugby Shirt
2: Watch and also there's rugbyshirtwatch.com isn't there. If I mentioning there is my indeed, website rugbyshirtwatch.com,
1: rugbyshirtwatch on Facebook, uh, rugbyshirtwatch on Tumblr, Instagram, all of that Are shit. Are people
2: still using Tumblr? Are you getting cyberbullied okay. on Tumblr? Isn't that the cyberbullying <laughs> one, Josh? i
1: level with you, it's there and I auto post to it and that's about all that my engagement with
2: Tumblr involves. I've looked at Snapchat and Instagram and can't figure out what to do. <laughs> Millions of I, people I, use it. I don't, I don't not, mean that. So I don't mean that. Snapchat. I literally can't use it. I'm not an idiot. No, but what I mean I is, is understand that
1: understand what it's for as a blood yeah.
2: as as this rugby offering. I don't really know what Instagram and Snapchat is going to do for me. <laughs> or you out there, maybe you can educate me. There must be some Instagram listeners under the age of well 25. For, you could tell me.
1: Yeah, Instagram works very well for pictures of rugby shirts, but I, I am definitely too over 30 to understand what Snapchat does. I'm afraid.
2: What else do we want to talk about? Oh, yeah. Thank you, everybody who gets in touch. Thank you, everybody who leaves reviews. You can leave reviews on iTunes. We're available on iTunes and on Acast. We've had a lovely review this week, Josh. Good Lord. From a gentleman called, or I think it's a gentleman. It could be be a young lady called, called Mix Twitch, who says, It's like being down the pub with two bracket knowledgeable mates. Wow. <laughs> who, who are talking about I the weekends? Know, that's like, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Even as uh, who, talking about the weekend's rugby. Even as an Irishman, I love listening to these lads talk about rugby and ginsing our matches, damn it. Yes, that is what we do. Uh, Josh professes to hate Irish rugby, but they are also a no nonsense in their dissection of matches, players, and management, giving credit where credit is due and laughing at those who might who must be laughed at. Speaking of laughter, I typically laugh out loud at least once during each podcast. I even set up this iTunes account just to leave this review.
1: Good lord. Well, thank well, that you is very,
2: very much. We've God, got people... I don't
1: hate Irish rugby. I hate English rugby.
2: <clears throat> you have said at some point that you hate Ireland when we talked about the Celtic Brotherhood. I hate everyone,
1: <laughs> including <laughs> my own nation. Let's not beat around the bush here.
2: Yes. Um, coming up this week, we're going to discuss uh, the obviously the upcoming Six Nations weekend. We've also oh, got some old favourites making a return in the form of the rugby, lex- rugby lexicon and somebody to put into You Dirty Get, which has not been around for a little while. Um, hey. We've also got a new quiz coming up, and we're not sure how this is going to work, but we'll try it. It's called no. The Year in Rugbistery. That's yes, how much we were grasping. History and
1: rugby in one.
2: Can you see what we've done there, ladies and gentlemen? That's it's all happening. Shit. It's all going off this week. Don't forget that when you're enjoying the weekend rugby, and enjoying any weekend or any night of the week, you can get your hands on some discounted beer. Thank you to our friends at beer52.com. If you simply use the code BLOODMUD10 at bloodbeer52.com, you can sign yourself up for a nice crate of lovely craft beers delivered to your door at a discounted price. Why the hell wouldn't you get on it?
1: I've got no idea, to be honest.
2: (laughs) Before we get going in the main body of the the pod, Mm. I have some news, Josh, that will shock you Oh, and our listeners to your very core. Oh Jesus. Ollie Davis dropped us a message on via mm-hmm. the Blood and Mud Facebook page. And this is what Ollie had to say. Hello boys. I'm very sorry to inform you, but I've been going to a fair few Stad Francais games this year, and Jules Plison has looked solid to say the least.
1: I mean this is alarming we can't beat around the bush here however he is perhaps slightly overstating his case there because we're a start in the top 14 table
2: (laughs) yes true i know you haven't mentioned him for a while he says but just thought i should warn you for when he inevitably gets a shot at the french 10 jersey again sometime (laughs) down the line yes it's true it's
1: absolutely going to happen let's not Let's not but when the not. when
2: when the choice of your number two is is him or Jean-Marc Dussain, then Ooh. it's no great surprise that he might get another shot, is it really?
1: Yeah, Camille Lopez suddenly becomes the most important man in France. <laughs> yes,
2: <But laughs> remember yeah, like David Beckham's forget, foot in the in the England rugby World, R- 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 England football World Cup thing a few years ago. Any part of Camille mm. Lopez's body has to be protected at all times. It has to be an oxygen tent in between matches. Yes. Um. let yes.
1: But but to, as I was saying, to couch where Stad are in the table, they're eleventh in the top fourteen. Yeah, they're not in the a good year, are they? They are. They are a whopping. Well, they're eleven points above the drop zone. They're not going down. Grenoble and Bayonne are, however, they've still only won seven games this season. So.
2: Yeah. So how are you defining solid, Ollie Davis? He's not
1: actively shitting himself, I think it's probably the... We he doesn't got, look like really he's, had
2: his, he's had his like gyroscope removed, which is what the rest of them <laughs> seem to look like.
1: Remember when he captained France in the summer and he, they like oh, that with was... Argentina? Yeah, was
2: weird. we got a lot of so... Twitter fallback on that one, because people, understandably, wanted to draw our attention to how unbelievable that was.
1: Well, there's a cognitive dissonance thing going on there, isn't there? Let's not beat around the it bush. It was
2: very French. It was probably the most French thing that's ever happened. Dual police on Guest <laughs> oh, made captain and they batter it? Argentina. Argentina, though, are the most tired team in the entire world.
1: Yes, and it's not going to change. They're just going to become progressively more tired until I think eventually they'll probably just give up, won't they?
2: Yes. They're like hamsters on a wheel if the wheels drove itself <laughs> and they kept getting you know, thrown back on the wheel when they tried to get off it no matter how much they protest. That's Argentinian yes. rugby life right now.
1: Yeah. sounds. I can't imagine why players are all of a sudden deciding to go back to Europe and play in the the, big, the notoriously physically demanding top 14 as it seems slightly less.
2: Well, like at least in the top 14, you're, not, you're only moving around the top 14. You might play 51 and a half weeks a year, but at least you're only yeah. staying within and one contract.
1: But Fukundo looks at that and goes, Yeah, but at least I haven't got a 30 hour flight in the middle of every fucking away game.
2: Yes, and I'll also have so much money, it will officially put me above the law. So that's yes. probably what's making him go over there. He <laughs> doesn't as well.
1: enjoy being above the law.
2: <laughs> yes, indeed. Now then, let's crack on before we start and let's. I have some more entries for the Rugby Lexicon. For those of you who yes. might be newish to this pod, I know there are new listeners joining every time, every week. Welcome to you all. The Rugby Lexicon is where we take uh, things from the game of rugby and use them to give a different definition we can use in everyday life. Mm. For example, I'll start this week. And we, we, I've done some, you've done some. Let's hope we haven't crossed over too much. I've done Italy ruck this week. Have you done that one? Yes, uh, I haven't done that one. No. Right, I've done Italy rock, which could be a verb or a noun. But let's take the verb one. To commit a lawful but unethical act. For example, cross-eyed former Chubster and take that front man Gary Barlow upset many <laughs> of his fans when he was found to be Italy rucking his money in an offshore shell company to avoid tax. <laughs> that was from the that's a direct quote from Financial Times, that by the way.
1: Yeah, um I've I've I have i have i have got actually one from uh, from Twitter this week. Ooh. Um from uh, Chris Beach on Twitter who uh who suggested that um, Howley, or Too Howley, um, <laughs> as a definition of utter insanity, i.e. he was absolutely Howley, ended up in a padded cell.
2: <laughs> that sounds too interesting for Howley to actually do, though. That <laughs> would actually really attract true, yeah. attention and make you feel somehow sorry for him, in, in a way. Yes, I've which got, does not ever happen. I've got John Lacey, an adjective, which also means baffled. Yes. So the Labour Party in response <laughs> to the Article fifty bill has left many of their core supporters feeling utterly John Lacey.
1: Yes. I like that one. Um I've got uh well I mean all more mine seem very topical today. Right. Possibly because I wrote them earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but if Francis, somebody to do something very demonstratively and excessively while not really having a clue what he's doing while doing it i.e. Theresa May's Brexit negotiations were con- conducted with a real air of the
2: Francis about them <laughs> i've got uh, the verb dumb kick <laughs>
1: <laughs> like it
2: to go in an unfavorable direction e.g. Ooh, like that. e.g. after the explosion of social mobility in the 1960s and 70s Very few predicted that by the turn of the next century, this trend would dramatically Dunbar kick. (laughs) That was on a BBC4 documentary last week.
1: I like that. I like that a lot.
2: I've got one more. Do you have any more? I don't have any more. Carry on. I've got one more. A Gar says... No, sorry, the adjective, Gar says, unhelpful. (laughs) I've read the laws at least three times, and they are still Gar says. (laughs) That was James Haskell last week.
1: Yes. I mean, you can blame you there.
2: So there you go. That was the rugby lexicon. Uh, If you've got any uh, things you'd like to throw in the rugby lexicon yourself, God knows we're very, very up for you producing content for us. So please get in touch at Blood and Mud or at Josh Gardner on Twitter or or both. Copy us both in. We'll get an entire conversation going. More from Josh. He tends to respond more than me.
1: Uh, Yeah, I've got less to do in the day, apparently.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's Because you're an actual journalist, aren't you, See. (laughs) Well, let's not let's not get ahead
1: of ourselves here. Uh,
2: Yeah, so let's talk about the first game of the weekend. Well, no, it's not going to be the first game of the weekend. The the first game we're going to talk. It's not the first game of the weekend, of course, because it's the everybody's favourite Friday night fixture this week. Yes, who doesn't
1: love Friday night rugby?
2: (laughs) Weirdly, we'll come on to this later on. But I did. People in work to me were saying today, "Oh, it's the Wales game tomorrow. Friday, isn't it good? It's on a Friday." And I was like, "No." And they were looking at because you see they're casual fans, and I'm not gonna criticise them.
1: Exactly. If you, know, you just watching it on telly, it's fine.
2: Yeah, yeah. if you've got you to get to yourself to over it. from, you know, Merville in County Donegal to watch it, it's gonna be a struggle. Um, <laughs> yeah. and also anyway, yes, if you're from anywhere near England. Wales, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about England versus Scotland
1: which is, yeah, the most ex- probably the exciting potential, most exciting potential match in the Championship, I think. And who would have said that a month or so ago?
2: That's very true. I think it. could I, I, agree I think it's going to be a cracker. Here's some facts right, coming at you right now, Josh. I love a fact. Scotland had the chance to win a Triple Crown this weekend, as we know. Mm. The last three such opportunities that they had have all been against England, mm. and every single one of them was thwarted. 1993, 1995, and
1: 1996. Scotland at rugby has had a really great last two decades, hasn't They've it? had a brilliant last two
2: decades, haven't they? However, <laughs> tomorrow, sorry, Saturday, it could yes. be tomorrow if you listen to this on Friday morning, which you probably that's are. Lovely, yeah. um, Saturday is not the last two decades of Scottish rugby. I think that's what this year has established very, very solidly. No,
1: it's a very intriguing game, really, because like I think Scotland and England, they both have strengths that are capable of exploiting the other one's weakness Hmm. if you kind of follow me so England I think have got a scrum which Scotland Mm. let's be honest have not Um, and they've probably got the forward platform to cause that quite lightweight pack a lot of problems Um, and they could probably earn a lot of penalties that way and if Farrell's remembered his kicking boots this week then that could be quite problematic on the other hand Scotland are quite uh, pretty well set up to exploit this sort of newfound relative defensive frailty that England have displayed over the last six months. Um, they're superb on the counter-attack, particularly up the middle and in the midfield where they seem to get, you know, England seem to switch off quite a bit uh, when the ball gets ragged and loose. And yeah. Um... And
2: Scotland will got because the worry for me is, will Scotland get enough ball? Mm. Because it could be a bit like uh, France. Yeah, Where they're going I to get a bit bullied, and they might not have enough ball, and ultimately Farrell's kicking like police on that day will be yeah. enough to That's win it. Kind That's kind
1: of how I think it's going to go because if they got if they get the ball, we've seen they've got a patience with the red in the particularly in the 22, they've got a patience on attack that no team that England has played this year can offer, and no team is going hmm. to ask them to be more defensively disciplined for longer.
2: Which England have showed they can do, but as you say, no team has actually probed and tested them across the whole defensive no. line like Scotland yeah. will.
1: England, Wales made it incredibly easy for them. You know, <laughs> France made it incredibly easy for them. Italy scored three tries.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and plus Scotland have Hamish Watson and John Barkley as well, and that's can I the breakdown. Can I just say, I just say
2: any... that Hamish Watson versus James Haskell is the thing I am probably looking forward to, <laughs> probably more than anything I've looked forward to in rugby since, <laughs> what, the World Cup final in 2003, probably?
1: Are you, is it one of those situations where, obviously, you'd like England to win, but you'd be delighted if Haskell has a I'd like England to win and, and
2: be kind of schooled by Hamish Watson yeah, at the same yeah. time. Unfortunately, I don't think that's really possible. But, the, the, no. yeah, I just I do, I love Hamish Watson a great deal. and it, it, No, genuinely, it will be interesting to see because Watson's got the muscle and got the craft... Mm. against Haskell who let's be honest is mostly just muscle
1: Um, he is and he's very good muscle
2: yeah fair play you know he does the job you ask him to do he can do but um, I'm really looking forward to that actually
1: yeah Um, also you look at England's bench and you think yeah there's a lot more game changing stuff on there particularly up
2: front yeah I think, know, so. I think with, Scott with our, new, be- our new best friend, Billy, Vanapola of course, will be coming off the bench. Of course,
1: we've miraculously recovered through the powers of our conversation.
2: Yeah, um, we made him so happy he healed himself. Yeah.
1: Um, Let us not forget that all three of the people that I think we've interviewed in this pod over the last year mm-hmm. um, have gone on to have very promising like very decent international careers, or have gone into really good runs of form. You know,
2: Ian Henderson's who'd... on the bench now.
1: He is on the bench, but he's been playing very, very well, very yes. well indeed, for for months uh, for Ulster. Rather, and you know, I think he's probably been quite harshly done by to still be on the bench. I think when... so, actually.
2: I think behind Donna Kebab Ryan, he should not be. Well, no, exactly, and and
1: then of course, who can forget of the most notable. Of our conversations in terms of form turnaround, Robbie Henshaw, ten-minute chat with me, two <laughs> weeks later beats the fucking All Blacks.
2: Well, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll people talk it. about our jinxing powers, but they don't forget. They don't remember that, do they? They forget that, up oh, for exactly. forget all these too things. easily.
1: All it took was me wishing him good luck against the All Blacks in a couple of weeks, and, and having a chat with Bish. him about
2: Irish traditional music.
1: Yeah, loved a bit of that.
2: Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. back to yeah, the. Uh, I think. It, I think
1: England are going to come out on top. I I think think Jones will probably be good for three tries because that's generally what they do. I'm a little bit unconvinced that Finn Russell can do what he did against Wales and kick all his goals, and that worries me. And that England attack is very clinical. Hmm. and I just think that's going to be the difference. England will have a couple of opportunities and they'll score them and then they'll just kick him to death and then the
2: bench will come on yeah. and he'll just Noel it'll tends just... to score now when he gets a chance which he didn't do about 3 yeah, years he didn't ago. Do, sure, yeah and it's <laughs> well, he yeah. didn't do up until about last Twickenham. Yeah, lest we forget. Uh, Scotland are winless in their last 17 visits to Twickenham. Exactly. And, and um, that includes playing Australia at Twickenham <laughs> in the Rugby World Cup in 2015. Yeah.
1: I'm not even convinced that they just... I just don't think they've got the mental fortitude full stop to win big games away from home. Like, they lost away to fucking France, for God's sake.
2: France of no plan beyond just Bosch. Well, I think the fact... the They were disrupted by the injuries. They were. And then they got a bit bullied. And I think, exactly. Yeah.
1: But I think if any team can equally bully them, it's England with that bench.
2: Yeah, and I think that... I think to beat, to beat Scotland, you have to score in excess of 20 points. These mm-hmm. days, so the question then becomes, can England score more than twenty points against Scotland at home? I think the answer is yes, they can, yeah, Easy. and I don't think beyond that it's going to be anything more than that in terms of things I'm looking forward to seeing I'm quite looking forward to having a look at um Nolan Joseph being in yeah. together and seeing if they can well if they can actually get the ball for starters That'd be nice. yeah um. What else am I looking at that I'm quite looking for? I've already mentioned Watson versus versus Haskell. I think Billy off the bench will be something to look forward to. Yeah. Not if you're amusing
1: that uh, after all that faffing of oh he's going to start because we photographed some whiteboards. It was like oh no. god
2: yeah. I did like just had beat Scotland written on the top of the whiteboard it was quite <laughs> funny.
1: Yeah, and, and yet some people still thought that that was somehow a legit game plan and wasn't just <laughs> Eddie Jones being a being, dickhead about being things. Eddie
2: Jones. Yeah. Yeah. It's true when you look at those benches, it is true, because you look at the Scottish bench. Ross Ford, the inexplicable centurion Ross Ford. <laughs> Alan the Dell.
1: inexplicable centurion makes him sound like some sort of character from a, a fantasy novel or something <laughs> like that. Uh,
2: Alan Dell, Simon Bergen, Tim Swinson, who's all right, Cornel Dupree, who's quite tough, Henry Purgos who sounds like a character from a costume drama, Duncan <laughs> Weir... Ah, uh, Duncan Weir was it? What is it they call him? Meatball in Scotland. is <laughs> yeah. brilliant. And Mark Let's Bennett. Be honest. It was class. Let's
1: hope that Were they, everyone in Scotland is hoping that Finn Russell lasts the
2: eighty. <laughs> Unless they want, what was that? What was it? Was it the game? The game against Ireland when Duncan Weir came on as a oh, head, yeah. the head injury assessment came on, wanged one kick down the field, and he's right Duncan off He's <laughs> no, yeah. he's, like, he's, <laughs> like, he's finally found his role in international rugby. Yeah, Come on, wanged the ball, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then you look at England's bench: Jamie George, Mako, Kyle Sinclair, um, <sighs> Tom Woods, um, questionable hair strategy. Yeah, Benny Vinopola. Danny Kerr, Ben Teo, Anthony Watson. I think if they can get it, it's got I'll tell you what, that it, is a fucking good bench. That's that's some impact right there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean... Imagine when you if, fucked on 65 minutes or 60 minutes and then Billy just strips off. And Jamie George and Mako. Yeah. And Anthony Watson, who looked... I saw him warming up at Twickenham, didn't we? Right in front did, of us. Yes. And he looked in very good nick.
1: He looked in very good nick. And Teo, don't forget, you know. Yeah, he showed just, against Wales. Just smashing the shit out of you. <laughs> Those four players come on. on a, I just think it's going to be close until about 65 minutes and then England are just going to put the boot on the throat and beat the shit out Tao of them. Teo has
2: for... that brilliant rugby league way of running very fast and straight mm. and putting in a magnificent, just about enough of a sidestep because he's coming into <laughs> yeah, you. Just so a, he, a so, well, so he hits on you on the weak shoulder. It's absolutely... Yeah. Uh, it's it's car it's textbook rugby league technique that they get taught. Um, yeah. So we both think it's going to be an England win. I'd say an England yeah. win. I think it's going to be a it's going be no more than seven points. I would say.
1: I'd say probably England by... I'd say it's probably going to be within about three until
2: that, about you sixty-five.
1: All oh, right, yeah. Sorry, sixty-five yeah. minutes, and then it'll be probably about ten or thirteen points by the end.
2: Yeah, but you know, England obviously. They're on are about to equal the 18 wins of the All Blacks. Yeah. Scotland only lost one game against France in the last four. Really? Yeah. Mm. They beat Argentina at well, Argentina Georgia. But Ireland yep. lost to France well, quite narrowly and then obviously uh, beat your lot. Yeah,
1: which doesn't count for anything these days.
2: Now then, that's England versus Scotland. Mm. Let's go on to our new quiz. Oh, yes. The year in (laughs) Rugbystery.
1: Ah, Rugbystery.
2: Ah, you know, often I think of Rugbystery and wonder, (laughs) how long did I torture to get that ridiculous word? (laughs) But yes, uh, here it is anyway. Now, this is how it's going to work, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Play along. Um, I've picked a year, and so has Josh over there, and we are going Mm -hmm. to... um, We have five clues, and then we have to try and guess the year. If you guess it on the first go, you get five points. Second go, four points, and so on till you get the last one. And if you don't get it, you get no points, obviously. Hmm. So do you want to go first or am I going first?
1: Um, I'll go first. Okay. And, does that mean I say
2: them? What the- you say the clue. <laughs> yes. And I'll try and get. So you're going first cool. in asking me, giving me the clues as you I to guess which year I don't it is. know
1: if my, my level of difficulty has gone too high or too low. I'm not but, sure um,
2: either, but this you know, you can't benchmark it till you've done it at least once. So let's
1: indeed. So this could be a disaster, but we'll find out. Okay, so my first clue is this year um, Clomier has defeated Pau in the Orpo
2: in the an all French Challenge Cup final. Now, obviously, this is just going to be a massive guess, because I do not know when that was. So, um, 2009. No. Right.
1: My second clue, then. Mauro Bergamasco makes his debut for Italy. Mauro, not Mirko, no.
2: 2003.
1: No. Shit. No. this is the third one, and there is a very big clue hidden in this one. Um, <laughs> Cletley be Ebervale in the Swale Cup final at Ashton Gate.
2: Ooh, there's a big clue in there. Obviously, last mm. year the Swale Cup it was the year when the strike was on. No, no. Oh, oh my god, ninety-eight. Yes, yes, that's the clue because there's no millennium. The Arms Park was being built exactly. I walked past that stadium every day it was being built. I was, living in, I was living in Grangetown in Cardiff. I used to walk over the river to work mm. that year. 90s. Is that three points for me?
1: It is indeed three points for I you. I think I've I, made it. It's a because I was going to enjoy my fifth clue, which was England lose 76 nil to Australia. <laughs> <embarrassment>.
2: <laughs> oh, speaking of that, I watched um, Building Jerusalem on Netflix. It suddenly appeared oh, on Netflix. England thing. The you documentary. Will not
1: shock you to learn that I have not watched that.
2: It's quite interesting <laughs> in that the, the kind of mad shit that Clive Woodward did, and all the mm. players are on there being interviewed sort of saying, you know, it was just typical Clive. We got this ridiculous person in to talk to us about all kinds of things. Well, what's funny it's is almost,
1: it- it's almost like that sort of weird management culture bollocks hadn't become so cliche. Well, basically it was pre-office, wasn't it? So yes, people weren't taking the piss out of that stuff quite as much at that point.
2: But there's a bit in the first section of it if you haven't seen it if you have seen it you'll know what I'm talking about if you haven't this look out for this that it was talking about 95 and the game going professional and how they did you know not wanting to do it for years and it had some like 70 year old upper middle class white man who was <laughs> head of the RFU at the time I can't remember his name now and this is kind of literally what he was saying he said <laughs> well we don't want players to be distracted or having to worry about being paid money we want them to play for the for the pure love of the game and not to be distracted and stuff. And you were just like, oh, my God, it's the most paternalistic bollocks. You're Looking back on it, it's madness. Thinking, oh, that's 1995, and you're actually saying that about fully grown men. But it, what's grown funny athletes. is while he's talking it, while he's talking it shows him training with Selnet and emblazoned across their <laughs> training tops. Because obviously yeah. the union can get plenty of money. Again, that's fine. The
1: game, we, yeah, it, you know, that was... The massive hypocrisy of the whole thing it's remarkable. Really, that it took until the fucking nineties, yes, for them to realise that the whole thing was silly.
2: But what, I, what I'd forgotten about is that effectively, like in the cricket, a the, uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch Kerry Packer war erupted around about that time, and yes. Kerry Packer was basically. There I'd forgotten all thing. about that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and there was a whole like thing with with Super Rugby and whether or not that would. Because Super Rugby was basically a Fox invention, wasn't it? Or it yes. was invented for Pay Teddy, wasn't it?
2: Yes. And then, but and Capaka Kapaka created something with a ridiculous name and was signing up all the top Australian players to it, like with yes. the Super League war in Rugby League, which happened at a similar time, a bit later, '97. Yes. Like, anyway, so you see, we're talking about rugby history. You can't yeah. stop, can Who you? Once you start, like some rugby history. <clears throat> right then, here's my clues for you. Oh yes. Uh, for, you know, let's see how we go here. First clue. This year was the final year that the Border Reavers played.
1: Remember the Border um, Reavers?
2: 2009? No. Fuck. Gloucester finished top of the Premiership, but Leicester won it. Oh, 2008? No. Ah. Scotland lost 37-17 to Italy in the Six Nations Championship. Oh,
1: God. I, I remember that game as well. At, at Murrayfield, by the way.
2: Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. What is that? Oh. I, I, I can see you moving your hands. Don't be Googling it. No, I'm not. I'm trying to...
1: <laughs> that, I'm, I'm, I, but I'm, 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 I'm convinced that I've... I said 2009 for the first one, didn't I? Then 2008. 2008, yeah. Fuck it, 2007.
2: Correct. Yes. <laughs> Three points each is a draw. <laughs> I'll have to carry them over <laughs> to next week. Oh, that is. My next clue would have been, and I was quite surprised by this: the top try scorer, try scorers in the Six Nations that year were <laughs> in this order: Rodan Ogara, Jason Robinson, and Gervin Dempsey. What the fucking hell, really? Yeah. Four tries I, I for really, really
1: that But as my final uh, answer in the in my one for uh, 1998, the uh, who was the Paul Grayson was the top po- uh, point scorer in the Five Nations that year.
2: Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah.
1: and the top try scorer
2: well, was Philip bernat Salles. The year, oh Philip Burnet. Remember Philippe Burnet Salles? Who was, was the Irish <laughs> commentator? used to say that, Philip bernat Sals. He looked like a beat poet. I mean, say, <laughs> he he was great. I imagine he
1: probably still does now. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, he probably looks exactly the same. He had a grey beard then. So he...
1: Yes. I, in fact, I just, yeah, no, he does look exactly the same, but even more grey.
2: He used to do the whole crucifix, but doing the peace signs, didn't he? Try yes. celebration. Also,
1: also, the first line on his Wikipedia page, um, his main skill was blinding speed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anything and ruthless efficiency and a fanatical devotion to the Pope. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh... And then my final <laughs> clue, which you should have got, was that was that South Africa beat England to win the World Cup, which you nah, should have been nailed no, on yeah, to get that one. No, so no. really, the, the, the last clue should be so easy, you should never fail.
1: Yes, I think that's the level that we've established.
2: So, the year in rugby history, ladies and gentlemen, let us yes. know if you managed to get more points than we did. Ah, you did. You get the first two clues.
1: I will level with you. I'm annoyed that I missed the. Uh... The border Reavers one, because I I vividly weirdly remember the border Reavers folding. I just can't remember what age in the Celtic
2: Europe... League as was. Is not that when they went down from twelve to ten teams after border Reavers folded and had are back um, up to twelve I again think Italy. It Might
1: have been, yeah, something like that.
2: Anyway, yes, the year in B- rugby history. If you've got any yes. rugby history you want us to talk about, then then fine. We've definitely got to have a conversation about the whole Kerry Packer thing. One week we'll have to look into it a bit more.
1: Definitely. I'm all for weird um, things that nearly happened in... Let's let's face it, there was a whole thing a couple of years ago when the whole Champions Cup thing started where the Welsh teams nearly joined the Premiership. Hmm. You know, I love this sort of weird political fucking nonsense that goes on always around broadcasting rights or sponsorship. It's fascinating. Maybe it's just me.
0: As more sectors across Ireland are reopening... The COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash pupchanges. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection.
1: These days, everybody wants to be green. I'm not talking about selfies with your favorite houseplant or fairweather football fans. Come on, you boys are green. I'm talking frank and honest coffee, sustainably made, supporting local jobs and communities. We are guaranteed Irish and a genuinely greener choice. Frank and honest, you can't fake great tasting coffee. Available in Centra and Super Value stores nationwide.
2: Probably Speaking is. of broadcasting rights and sponsorship oh, oh. And, <laughs> and games that get played on a Friday night, let's right. talk about wales versus ireland shall we yes I, d- I don't know about you
1: but in my experience the best thing that you should do when you're on a runaway train that's heading for a collapsed bridge in a board of flames um is to just pull your hat over your eyes nuzzle up to the person sat next to you and try to get a bit of kip because everything's <laughs> gonna be fine obviously <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's rob howdy's strategy anyway um how are honestly, you how
2: can... are you feeling about it josh
1: it wouldn't shock me if Rob Howley spends every waking moment that he's not on the training pitch in a sensory deprivation tank just in case he accidentally gets told some fucking common sense by a passing journalist, punter, or a well-trained border collie. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm feeling great no. about it. He, he play, no, imagine. he
2: spends every minute trying to find his wife. We've established that because he still, <laughs> still hasn't been found.
1: He's, he hasn't got a very specific set of skills. No. Um. So yeah, after the fucking disaster of a second half against Scotland and a fucking disaster of a second half against England, your Lions attack coach says, yeah, conceding 20 unanswered points in the last 20 minutes definitely shows we've got the balance of the 23 just right. Um, oh, I've got nothing to add about Wales, really. I mean, gee, they're going to be the same this week as they were last week and last month last year because no matter how much they say it the simple truth is they haven't changed anything meaningful in terms of personal tactics in four years
2: sorry i was just soundtracking what you were saying (laughs) (laughs) um yes so uh (laughs) i've really tickled myself with that sorry come on
1: Howley, I mean, what could you say about Rob Howley now? He continues to embarrass himself because he's just insulting the intelligence of the Welsh public by insisting Wales haven't become a bad team overnight. Do you know who said exactly the same thing hilariously exactly four years ago today? No. Or three years ago today, I should say. Warren Gatland, after losing away to uh, Stuart Lancaster's England and getting bummed, he said... Oh yeah, we haven't become a bad team overnight. Three years ago,
2: and then the same, exactly, pretty much exactly exact the same, same team words. lineup. We haven't it.
1: become a bad team overnight. It's as If the autumn was a fucking rip roaring success, <laughs> getting topped three 0 by New Zealand was brilliant. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell! Like we've been stagnant for since two thousand and thirteen. Everybody knows it. Even Neil Francis knows it. For God's sake, it's and yeah, it's it's ever since that Scotland game. Like, the reports and the sort of gossip coming out of the Wales camp are historically awful in terms of morale, in terms of squad unity, faith in coaches. And it's showing, you know. And nothing that I've seen in the last couple of weeks leads me to any other conclusion that it's going to be all right for getting... Friday night's going to be all right for getting dicked by a very uninspired Ireland team. Would you have started Tloupie Fallotown? Um... I would have thought about it, yeah. Because that Irish back row is monster and I would probably have gone Warburton, Fallatao, Moriarty.
2: I'd go for that one every week, to be honest, that back row. Well, Sorry on Justin yeah. Tipprick, he's not had a bad tournament. I just think that's uh... I still think he's better off the bench. Um yeah. I always
1: will. But uh yeah, and you look at Ireland and they've obviously regressed significantly from the autumn mainly in the back line. Um but that's just because like players like Zebo and Earls and Carney are playing at their level again. Whereas mm. in the autumn they were they raised their game to this sort of hitherto unseen level. Certainly Carney hasn't played that way since about two thousand and nine. Um I,
2: I just can't, can't see I can't see Wales. Wales aren't really scoring much anyway, and never they're nope. going to, as was demonstrated against Scotland with all that possession in yep. the second half. Yep. Andy Farrell's island defence, generally speaking, very good. It's pretty decent, you know. Mm. And Ireland are scoring again. So I don't I don't I just don't they've got the best half back pairing in Europe. I think nobody's gonna really yeah. argue with that. They're scoring. Robbie Henshaw is probably gonna give Scott Williams a pretty torrid time. I would imagine so. Um, that battery you've already mentioned is monstrous. The Ireland's line out not, not done as well as it could. Best isn't playing no. incredibly well. But, you know, you have to remember that, you know, Wales have Scott Baldwin coming off the bench.
1: Yeah, you basically have to there are very few players in that island team that you could look at them and say you're playing worse than your counterpart. And best is
2: probably one. Yes, true. Um but your captain, the Dylan Hartley paradox.
1: Well, yeah, let's not go there again. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's Liam Williams is probably playing better than Simon Zebo, I would say. Hmm. But that's not odd. Um, Keith Earls continues to mystify me with his very existence. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's going to be yeah. a fucking arm wrestle. It's going to be two really tidy sets of forwards smashing seven shades of shit out of each other. But the difference is that Ireland have a half back pairing that Will create can something win yeah. the game for yeah. them quite easily, whereas Wales have half a half back pairing that could win mm-hmm. the game for them. And damn bigger. And I don't want to put it all on his shoulders because it's not all about him. But,
2: but you, I mean, would it, would anything be solved by playing Sam Davis? Because I think this, this this kind of knee-jerk to say, well, let's put him in. John Edwards copped a bit of flack in the week for saying that the reason why Sam Davis is on the bench is because sometimes you bring your best players off the bench. Which is a stupid way to frame it, but I can kind of see what he's saying, that somebody <laughs> well, is Davis' type of player and with his level of experience, it makes sense to have him on the bench. Mm. But, but that's just fear.
1: That is ingrained fear of trying anything different and anything and that they don't completely know back to front that has earmarked the entire Gatlin tenure they will literally only change if they're forced to and yeah Sam Davis will not get a chance unless Dan Bigger gets injured is the basic you know way that they work. This, that was the same with Priestland. Dan Bigger didn't get a chance to unseat Priestland, really, until Priestland got injured. And, you know, before that, it was Stephen Jones, James Hook, James Hook, Priestland. Uh, it's, yeah. you know, it's a Taylor's as old as time with them. And they don't want to trust Sam Davis because he is not a Gatland type of player. He's not. He yeah. is not that, defen- you know, he's defensively fine. But he is in a similar mould to a lot of other tens in that he does not relish the defensive side of the game.
2: Paul Williams has said that it's noticeable you can see what Howley's trying to do something different by the fact that he's not playing Roberts. He's playing Scott Williams instead, who can do more than Roberts. True. And he's sticking with Justin Tipperick at seven. He's saying, you know, he would say that that is enough evidence to show that Wales are trying to do something different, and it's just going to take time. Just by playing devil's advocate here. I don't
1: agree with that at all, though. I just think that shows that (laughs) Rob Howley is entirely convinced by, you know, it's a popularity contest, and he is doing what the Welsh public want and have been clamouring for for so long because... Oh, lovely. Not only is he
2: clueless, he's weak. What a heavy cocktail that is.
1: He's, in fact, he's obviously weak. Otherwise, he would look at the team that he's putting out and go, none of these players are performing well. Something is rotten here and yet he he's carrying on like everything's fine and you've got to wonder what it's doing to the squad in general because they must look at it every week and go this isn't going well lads something is clearly not right and nobody's get nobody's carrying the can for it
2: you talk about the um you talked in the England Scotland game about how when we both said it, you particularly said about England's bench being mm. something that makes all the difference, we, and you've commented before about the complete non-impact status of the Welsh bench. Yeah. So you think that even if it's going all right for Wales, you have to look at the fact that what comes off the bench is just basically a slightly substandard version of what's already on there, or a decent player that doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Gareth Davis might bring a bit of zip in. Faletau is class, but he's not an impact player off the bench.
1: No, I agree with you. Um, if anything, Moriarty is more of an impact player off the bench. Yeah, because he'll, he'll bring you some... smash yeah. some motherfuckers. <laughs>
2: yeah, he'll smash the shit out of somebody tired. Yeah, well, that's not
1: was, because he is, you Quick,
2: know... and yeah, like an extra back and all that stuff. Yeah. Sam Davis brings a bit of zip, but again, he he's not seen him do that much since he's he's, he's come on. Oh, no. He's had 10 minutes in like... No, sorry, games. I meant Gareth Davis. I read the wrong name. Oh, yeah. Gareth well, Davis Gareth Gareth gives Davis a bit hasn't
1: of zip. Got Gareth Davis is incredibly quick and has no rugby brain to speak of. Which is a problem. The Welsh Danny Care, you
2: could say.
1: He is very. He could actually well be the Welsh Danny Care with a better haircut.
2: Yes. Sam, no, sorry, Sam Davis will come on and do something, but he's still young, and he's yeah. usually brought on with Roberts and things. And Roberts is, I mean, God bless him. You know what the hell is he supposed to do when he's come off the bench with twelve minutes left, just doing that thing that he does? It's just what bizarre. he's
1: supposed to do is thank Lee Halfpenny for inadvertently painlessly ending his international career for him next season by signing a new deal with Toulon because there's no way that Gatlin will be able to pick him and Williams and North and Faletau yes, and Halfpenny next year because of the... Uh, much, uh, the ring fence thing, ball. yes, whatever it's called, locked in, yeah. whatever they're called. The wild cards or whatever. So, yeah, he will not be there next season. So keeping him there now is pointless they might as well try something else. Be look, it Keelan Giles, be it, yeah. you know, Steph Evans, something, actually anything. Beck.
2: Yeah. And when you look at the island bench, just to draw the comparison, you get Ian Henderson coming off. He can play across the back row and in second row, and he's really dynamic. You get Peter O'Mahony. It's amazing he isn't starting. Yeah. But actually, even if he did start, you'd get Sean O'Brien come off the bench. Yeah. Which Both is of again those... just amazing. Yeah. You know, the yeah.
1: Ireland's back row riches at the moment are comically large. I mean people talk <laughs> about Wales having lots of good back row options, but Ireland's ones, they've probably got enough good back row players to fill five test teams. Mm. I'm not exaggerating there. It's ridiculous. Um yeah, and they've just got and they've got Paddy Jackson who was a uh, very experienced out half and has won games against fucking the Springboks basically on his Todd. You know, he has... They've got... Joe Schmidt gets it in the same way that Eddie Jones gets it, in that there's no point in having a slightly shitter version of the same type of player coming off the bench. Yes. And Wales do not seem to operate with that particular mindset at all.
2: No. And, so...
1: yeah, it's that's the point now. I, I genuinely thought in my sort of very welsh do i need to turn
2: um, the music on again
1: parochial way you might need to <laughs> um I, but literally just if ireland won at least then there would be a chance that england won't win the six nations this year yes and and as a well so that's a Wales what you follow
2: i thought you were better than that josh
1: oh no i'm not better than that <laughs> at all
2: and... I didn't know you were one of them. <laughs> oh, we were all one of them deep down. We might hide it, but deep down we're all that. As in, yeah, by we're all, game. you mean everyone who is isn't in English is one of those deep yeah, down, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah.
1: But yeah, you know, what's, what's Wales beating Ireland tomorrow night going to do for Welsh rugby? Fuck all. I
2: it's feel just... that you're in the same situation where I was at at the end, the 2011 World Cup.
0: Mm. And I
2: can honestly say, and I don't care how traitorous this is, a massive part of me didn't want England to beat France in that game in the 2011 yeah. World Cup because I thought this absolute shit fest under Johnson has to end. Yeah. And unless and... we get dumped out of a tournament early, looking like a bag of shit, this has to end. And uh, and that's yeah. kind of where, where which of course we did in the 2015 World Cup as well. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah,
1: but you got there in the, yeah. But eventually it's stuck. There's
2: a point and... at which, even though it's your team, you say this all this will do is given an excuse to say that things are actually improving or there's us stick it. Look
1: what happened in the autumn. It yeah. was an absolute fucking disaster on the field. Wales were as shit as I've seen them since the 90s. And yet Rob Howley with, had the bare-faced cheek to say, yeah, you know, only lost one game. Successful autumn, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Hit our targets.
2: Completely and, dead eyes when he said it. Yeah
1: you know, well, three from four, Whatever. you know, forgetting all of the circumstances involved in all those games. Yes. And it's, it can't go on much longer. You know, I'm more, I'm genuinely more excited about what squad whales are going to be forced to take, um, to the Pacific islands in the summer than I am about anything that happens to the rest of the six nations. Cause at least then Howley will probably be forced to pick, Well, Howley won't even be fucking there. Um, because he'll be off with the Lions, but... Um,
2: yeah, well, what sure a prospect that is for all of us uniting together under one great flag, isn't it? <laughs>
1: oh, yes. I mean, there is a, a certain bit of, you know, delight on my part that for all of the crowing that people are getting about how shit Wales are, you'll have to deal with Rob Howley's tactics coming this summer.
2: <laughs> Speaking um, of the Lions, we've had a date through for the um, official announcement of the squad this week. Have indeed. 19th uh, does of Does that April? mean
1: that we're officially allowed to, I think we should make some sort of song and dance about our actual official first Lions teams given that we have so ridiculously and stringently policed against talking about the Lions before
2: we have yeah I suppose the when after yes just the week before that we're gonna have to unleash them aren't we this is you should this is what our squad is
1: yes and and everyone will ooh and ah and they'll say that (laughs) Other people picked that squad six months Everyone ago. will or ooh
2: and r ah at the brouhaha that we've caused. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I like it.
1: Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm genuinely, I I'm with you there. I am in that state where I just I want this to end somehow.
2: I well, re- I don't because I want it to end with us with a grand slam. I'm, you know, don't don't pull me on your depression bus. I'm all <laughs> no, right
1: in terms of your your England two thousand and eleven analogy. I am right, right there. Yes, yes. I am. I just I can't wait for the Six Nations to just end. I kind of hope that it ends with Wales having only beaten Italy in an unconvincing fashion that ensures that Rob Howdy will never be allowed to be in charge of Wales again. I think and... we
2: should end there,
1: <laughs> and <Yeah>. that's that. <laughs> so I, I say Ireland by ten.
2: There was a there was a man who used to drink in my grandma's pub. He's dead now. Whose name was Ralph? Was Ralph Wingnut? Because he had very large ears, like a wingnut, yes. and he couldn't really speak. Well, he could speak, but he didn't. You couldn't understand a word he said. But you knew when he was finished because he would go like this. <laughs> so he kind of go, I told you on Saturday, I'm not doing that, no time, you will tell you, he'll tell, 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 tell you. And that's kind of what I expected you to do then when you <laughs> at the end of that. that the that Ralph Wingnut. you
1: all the Wales roundups from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the end of it. Blowing <laughs> massive fucking raspberry, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. So um, that's what. Like, can we just, let's just try and finish it off. Um. Ireland's overall record against Wales at the Principality Stadium is 1-6, lost three.
1: Yeah, Ireland's usually winning Cardiff. However, so... Wales
2: haven't lost two bounce in the championship at home since 2003. Uh, Make of that what change. you will.
1: That's so... going to change tomorrow night. Ireland is... by 10.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is there any DJ Spoonie? Ireland by 10, you think?
1: Level with you. That'll probably be the highlight of my game. If <laughs> there, there, there can't
2: is. be any Spoonie again after the public backlash last time.
1: You'd imagine not, but WIU have got enough problems at the moment. They're yeah. trying to buy two fucking regions. They can't afford DJ Spoon.
2: <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what he charged for that. <laughs> probably a depressingly
1: large amount of money.
2: Yeah. Like when I went to the Rugby League final and Craig Charles was DJing. <laughs> I also well, he went. He
1: DJs at Froome, so he can't be that expensive.
2: That's true. That's true. Haskell DJs at Bunga Bunga. What does he cost? He does. Um, right.
1: Again, probably a depressingly large amount of money. Yes,
2: let's, uh, so you think Ireland by 10, I think, uh, uh, yeah, something like that actually, I have to agree with you on that yeah, one, yeah. don't forget ladies and gentlemen, we have our Super Brew Fantasy League still going and you've only got till tomorrow, lunchtime I think because of the Friday fixture,
1: Yes.
2: to slot in all, in all in the... to get all of your England players out of there after the Italy game. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to put Jack Noel back in, Josh, after your terrible schoolboy error last time of putting Johnny May? Uh, no,
1: I've I've decided to uh, to to punish Jack by by not not bringing him back in. He'll be very
2: upset, I imagine, when he hears I'm about sure this. I'm sure he will.
1: I don't blame him, but uh, yeah, you know, sometimes sacrifices have got to be made, and uh, I decided to bring back uh, who did I bring back in? Uh, I brought Liam Liam Williams in, thus ensuring he's not going to score for the third game in succession. Um, yeah. Well, you, I don't think I, I wasn't able to remove Johnny May because I had to take out too many other people, so he's on my Yeah, You can only
2: do four a week, can't you, or something? Yeah. Anyway, the bloodandmud.com pool is there on superblue.com. Seek it out, join in. I think you bring your points with you if you join in. Whatever points you've got now, just you slot do. in. So it's not like you're starting from zero this week. So, yeah,
1: um, so have a look at who's winning and if you're, you know, big because yeah, then...
2: we have prizes. We have all established.
1: Yeah.
2: I've seen better prizes on Panorama. But we do have prizes. <laughs> um, I see. I'm te- I've got the Sean Holly thing here on my soundboard. I'm tempted to cheer you up by playing a Sean Holly song again, but, <laughs> but I won't do that. Um,
1: Maybe next. let's Save it until next week's save podcast. Save it until next it's week after that game, and I'm staring down the barrel of Wales losing away in Paris in the final weekend. So
2: let's instead um, do. Speaking of Paris, speak. No, no, no. Before we do oh. that, we're going to do this.
1: Are oh, we going to do right. it yet?
2: That's right. We're going to do You Dirty Get soundtrack there by the legendary Mick Morgan. If you, I don't believe any busy. rugby fan could have not seen where that sound clip is from. But if you haven't, just put Wigan Castleford commentary on YouTube <laughs> and play <laughs> the entire track because it is amazing. Um, Yeah, so but You Dirty Get, this is where we celebrate brilliant acts of foul play on the rugby field, some of which are funny, most of which we try and be funny. Mm. For example... Alan Quinlan kicking Fabian Palouse at the arse. Yes. Uh, some of which are not funny. For example, Callum uh, Clark hyperextending uh, Rob Hawkins' elbow, which was not funny Ow. at all. Um That's funny.
1: This one is both topical and funny. Topical I and think. funny.
2: I'd like to thank Matt Cunningham, who got in touch on Twitter at Blood and Mode, who pointed this out. He so actually sent it in for shit good, which we're not doing this week. He said this was good, but I thought it fit perfectly in with you dirty get. at Last weekend, Mal... Sorry?
1: I could not agree more. All right, sorry. sorry. I thought you said, but not
2: <laughs> anymore. I was like, "What?" eh? So yeah. So it was. This looks like a classic game on the scoreboard. By the way, Malpas RFC three, West Mon nil. Now abandoned. Abandoned. <laughs> Malpas RFC are from Newport. Yes, of course they are. And West Mon are from Pontypool. Mm. Was this a kind of valleys versus town problem?
1: Do you I think, think it was just a sort of that? Bit. Bit of the world, fightiness. I,
2: I can mean, see, because oh. I just didn't remember when I played for a Cardiff team at a very, you know, shit level. Going mm. into the valleys, they wanted to kill you because you were yeah. from Cardiff, and I didn't know the Newport thing was the same thing. Well, Malpas isn't.
1: Well, it is Newport, but it isn't. I mean, it's a village outside. It was, is it? Or is it, it, it a town? It's a, it's sort of a market town in
2: the only Malpas I know is Malpas in Cheshire, which is very oh, nice, okay. which is very leafy. So I don't I think I, it's I
1: more can, of a village. Right. Yeah. Because the map, yeah, but it's sort of—I I think it might actually technically be part of Newport. Actually, let me just Google this. Anyway. It is an electoral district and parish of the city of Newport. Okay, so yeah, it is technically. I mean, I know you a, were all
2: fucking dying to find all that out, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, I well, glad well, we went down don't that know, don't road. You know now. Yeah. So Malpas uh, RFC three Westmont, nil. Uh, mm. There were more red cards than points in this it game. Was fucking fabulous was were it? Five the red bench. cards west mon got three more red cards than they got points <laughs>
1: <laughs> there were a grand total of five players sent off um <laughs> because of fighting um and yeah and the ref then abandoned the game um because there was so much fighting it was threatening <laughs> to spill into the crowd and the ref just basically went no nah,
2: fuck that we're off i love this so, yeah the... I love this from the report. It says the match that saw two Malpas players and three Westmond players red carded is sure to spark an investigation from the Wru. Even though the home side Malpas are adamant <laughs> it wasn't really a dirty game. <laughs> and then uh, yeah,
1: there were two red cards dished out in the first half um, for two players fighting, and then there were three more uh, in the second half after two further bouts of fighting and then when a third brawl erupted in the ref said right it was they did nearly make it was near the final whistle apparently the ref just with two minutes with 78 minutes gone he just went lads i've had enough of this let's get out of here
2: i just can't i just keep picturing john Lacey refereeing this game and that look on john Lacey's <laughs> face while it's all just going off in front of him at this level I do think some of the top refs do have to go, not down to this level, but they do go down, don't they? I think, wasn't... Yeah. I heard Nigel Owens is rev- Nigel
1: does quite a lot, but I think he's mainly doing it to sort of be a celebrity. Right. Um, and so he
2: can be at home in West Wales, yeah. Basically, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but apparently Malpas posted a tweet uh, afterwards <laughs> that says, 3-0 win, 5 red cards, match abandoned. It genuinely wasn't a dirty game.
2: <laughs> but the I like is it says, before then deleting it. Yeah. <laughs> um, they
1: were for, yeah, so the, some of the red cards were for headbutts, some of them were for punching. Um, uh, the, the, I said the the secretary, Mark Cox of Malpas RFC said it was just one of those days where there was a bit of stupidity.
2: Yes, um, and he also said, but we all had a drink in the classic rugby payoff, but gosh. we all had a drink in the clubhouse afterwards, so you can excuse any level of un- unnecessary and ridiculous violence if you have a drink afterwards. Gotta love the game,
1: basically rugby, isn't it?
2: Yes, I do like the, the payoff in the, the report was the guy that you've just mentioned from Halper saying, "I'm hoping they'll let this result stand because we don't <laughs> really want to replay it." <laughs> no, I bet you don't, mate. I,
1: I, I also like that West Mon responded after the game on their Twitter account saying, "Please, pretty decent game in all."
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: my my favorite bit was uh, Wales Online saying the game, calling it the game that shamed Welsh rugby. Which is a poor, clutchingly hysterical overreaction, if ever I've heard one. And also it's
2: not true, because the Japan game in the autumn was the game that, that shamed rugby. Exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> At least both Malpas and Westmont showed a bit of fight.
2: Indeed. And that was you, Dirty Get. That's just typical of what he is! That is typical of what he is. Right, so um, <laughs> let's finish off with Italy versus France.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. I
2: forgot about that. Which is at half <laughs> past one on Saturday. Is there much to That's... say about this? Um, well, I. Campagnaro I... is starting. There you That's go. Boom. Some
1: glorious. Yes. But well, guess who expected... is still
2: there?
1: I firmly expect Italy to, to revert to being fucking awful this week. I don't know about you. Unless, of course, Venter O'Shea Brain Trust has contrived some sort of clever defensive tactic again that's going to wreak havoc in the minds of already incredibly limited French players.
2: This is going to be a fucking awful game of rugby. I'll be honest.
1: I think you're probably right. Because the thing is, even if they do what they did against England, A, everybody knows about it now. And B, Baptiste is just going to give it to pick and say, run over the top of that. Or Baptiste's just
2: going to run over the top of it himself. That little little skippy thingy, that buzzing around thing that he does.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to see France show some sort of semblance of a game plan. Yeah, but I'm not really holding out much hope because they'll probably just smash the ball up with the forwards, then give it to Vakatawa to do some mad shit, and that'll probably be enough.
2: Yeah, he's. Why good. wasn't he playing against last week, two weeks uh, ago? I think he might have. Had was a bit he injured an, or a bit of a knock? Because it was injured. very odd that he's been selected against all rationale and rational thinking for years, and all of a sudden he's dropped for that one game. Yeah, no, I think odd.
1: he might have had a slight hamstring tweak or something like that. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was.
2: He was classed as it's... he was classed as too sexy to go to Dublin. That's what the problem was. Well, there is that
1: as well. Um, I don't know. let It's going to be a fairly comprehensive France, win, you would imagine. It would be quite nice if they. Yeah, because Italy wasn't.
2: can't, they can't do that again, can they? No, and 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 as I said people know what's going on. Um, I mean, let's face it. If
1: Italy somehow managed to contrive to beat France, Wales could well get the wooden spoon. So uh...
2: you, and and stranger things have happened. It is in Rome and France as much as they look a little bit better this year well no sorry they looked a little bit better against England and hmm. then have slowly got worse ever since even though they beat Scotland they've slowly got worse yeah I fully
1: expect them to be down to Wales's level by the time we play them next week which yeah. is going to be another awful game
2: Carlo Canna's back in who can actually at least kick a goal <laughs> This is
1: very true. He yeah. can at least kick a goal. Yeah, as we've witnessed firsthand, there is not a great deal of natural goal-kicking ability in that oh, Italy 22.
2: Unbelievable. Um, of course, the unflushable turd of Italian rugby is still there at 12, stinking the place up, uh, Luke McLean.
1: Indie heartthrob Luke McLean.
2: <laughs> Wasn't he in the lemon heads? <laughs> so beyond that, I think it's going to be a fairly unwatchable... Thing and then in the last twenty minutes, France will just smash the shit about them enough to to win the game. Yeah, I don't know what to say. So. Really, yeah. And uh, and that's that. Yeah. That brings us to nearly exactly an hour. Wow. Because we've got nothing to review, we can get the entire thing done in an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah. When we have to talk about what the awful things that are going to happen, as opposed to the awful things that have happened. <laughs> I don't get quite as ranty, apparently.
2: Oh, I don't know. I don't think you can hear yourself. No, <laughs> you can't yeah, quite remember what it is you said. I was sat no. this end. It did sound pretty much like that. <laughs>
1: I love, I love with you. I generally don't remember anything I said after I said it. It's sort of like <laughs> I have a I have a weird episode where I, I go, my body vacates itself for a minute.
2: So because we finished a bit early, we've got a bit of time left. I'm I'm going to play us out with Sean Holly doing Waltz in the Wallabies. And why not? I'll see, see you next week. Ta-da.
1: See you next week.
2: And they picked a big, strong lion squad. Who'd go a <laughs> waltz in the wallabies in three. Ooh, waltz in the wallabies. Waltz in the wallabies. <laughs> We'd go waltz in the wallabies in three. And
0: with Sam as our captain.
2: And, and Adam captain doing the, the scrimmaging.
0: We'd go the wallabies <laughs> in three. Boom.
2: Never gets tired. Good Dave. luck, everyone, at the weekend. See you next week. ta
0: As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID-19 pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment, the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash pupchanges. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection.